Hey everyone, welcome to episode 27 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. As always, it's Wednesday in your ears and Tuesdays in our microphone, and we are discussing the topics current at Florida Hospital Church here in Orlando. Uh, before we begin, don't forget to check out last week's podcast, Give Thanks to the Lord, where we decided that sometimes saying thank you can lead our hearts to gratitude, making us better people. Seems awfully simple, and yet uh, not always the easiest thing to do. Uh, if you have missed last week's episode, I would strongly encourage you to go back and check that out, because my lovely wife, Heather, was here in studio with me as we discussed Andy's message of the previous week. You can check out all the archives and share your favorite episodes with your social media friends by going to hospitalchurch.org slash podcast or by listening and uh, sending those directly from iTunes. Uh, do us a solid by hitting the subscribe button. That way you know you'll never miss an episode. And you can discuss all of these uh, topics on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those good things using the hashtag, easy for me to say, FHC podcast. You can also join the conversation by texting us your thoughts at 407-965-1607 or email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. So this week is a was a new message by Jeff and all of us, the three amigos back in the studio this week. And this week we looked at expectations and uh, hopefully we realized the importance of fully engaging with and putting into practice the power of gratitude and the thank you that we kind of learned about last week or the previous week from Andy's message. But it's tough to pull off expectations in today's world. No matter how grand you go, no matter how big you aim, the bigger, better, grander, faster, cooler is always just a click away. So it's nearly impossible to compete. At least that was my thoughts after I listened to it. Jeff, what was the uh, what was the the theme that you were uh, really pushing through? Because there was a there was a lot of things to unpack. Even though it was direct and to the point, there was a lot of ways you could go with this topic, depending on where you are in your in your walk <laughs> and in your journey. Because there's there's a challenge in here that can be difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because there is a uh, there are different feelings you get with expectation. Ah, oh, feelings. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, there's a fear sometimes, you know, there's that, that side of it. And we become a little bit complacent in our comfort levels. And we kind of go, well, I, I don't really know if I really want to anticipate something different than what I'm in right now. Hmm. And uh, so there's that, there's that fear. But there's another excitement. If, if you're living in a situation where it's, it's, Say, for instance, if you lose somebody or if you're living in a situation where you, you, you don't have a, a lot of uh, what you think you should have and so you want change to happen. Hmm. And, you want, and so now you're expecting somebody to come in and, and change all of this for me. So there's, there's expectations on both sides of that. Is that the um, uh, cosmic Santa Claus type Yeah, of well, I mean, I, I, I went back to – as I look back at the – life that surrounded the birth of Christ, I thought, wow, what a great story now to understand how we look forward to the soon coming of Christ as it relates to the second advent and how very similar it was to those people who were living in the time when Christ was came in the first advent, when he came as a, as a baby. And uh, all the people that were that were there, the figures that we kind of look at as villains, yeah, who wanted to maintain the power that they had, wanted to maintain the status quo, 
um, those expectations for coming king, you know, especially Herod, um, that was not a good thing, which uh, he felt like he, you know, he was threatened. And uh, a lot of people, in a sense, were threatened all through Jesus' life, the religious leaders and so forth. So um, drawing that, I thought, well, is that what's stopping us from getting excited about Christ coming again? There's a lot of parallels there. I hadn't yeah. really thought about it that way before. So, and you know, I got to thinking, wow, there's there's so many things to learn from as we look at the birth of Christ in terms of how complacent sometimes we get now and yeah. uh, feeling that, well, maybe it's okay if Christ waits a little longer. Well, different expectations. Yeah. You know, if you, if you anticipate something with fear, it's much different than if you anticipate it with joy. And, yeah. and so you have the... The shepherds you talked about in the sermon, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You know, they they sort of get surprised by this angel visit, and they're all they're all up from that. The wise men had this long planning thing and come looking for it, and Herod's terrified by the fact that there might be another king taking this place. Yeah. And a lot of it came to came comes from when, when the fears come. It comes from maybe misunderstood expectations or what, what's going to actually be taking place. I think a lot of the eschatology that's taught within our denomination can sometimes be very fear-based because the expectation is it's going to be a really bad thing. All this bad stuff has to happen before the second coming, uh, as opposed to the gloriousness of, right. of the actual <laughs> end of all the bad stuff. Yeah. But I think if you couple that with, I mean, you know, it's it's like it's not bad enough, like the people you talked about. Maybe they've lost somebody or, you know, maybe they just feel like, man, I've kind of gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to life. I don't have maybe what I think I should have. So you've got those daily struggles and expectations that seem out of reach or not necessarily possible or you know maybe so far off that ah, I mean I'm never going to get there so we wallow in it. And then you when you add you're a believer on top of that and now you've like you said you've got this 2000 plus year old story that you know man maybe they maybe the mockers were right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe this is just all pie in the sky and we're all just you know, kind of following along because it's what we were taught. Have we really investigated? Do mm-hmm. we really know? And then you go, well, geez, if that's not it, you know, that, <laughs> if you start throwing doubt into that along with the rest, that's a lot of that's a lot of weight to carry around. Yeah, the it was interesting, and it, this is a personal story. Um, as I finished off the the week with um, the sermon, the very next day I had to do a funeral. For oh. a um, a mother who lost her daughter, and and I, my mind just kept going back to the fact that, wow, if you don't have the hope, if you don't have the hope that there's another side to life, that there's another side to this, what we look at as our you know our planet and this is our world and this is our life, if we think that this is all there is, then that's a pretty bleak. Thing to deal with when you lose somebody like that. And uh, it, it all of a sudden put to mind in a very real way, wow, <laughs> I don't want this to yeah. be the only thing. I don't want status quo. I really do want to anticipate and be excited about the fact that there's going to be a different day in the end. Well, having having the faith to believe that, mm-hmm. um, National Geographic this month, just I just ours just came this week. And uh, there's a whole section about the healing power of faith, and oh, yeah. and and that whether it's whether it's actual uh, godly faith or whether it's a placebo effect, even they did, they did all these experiments that 
people who go to regular religious services have a higher, have a better health rate. I think I saw an article, a link to that on Twitter. Just fascinating that even even if we were wrong, okay, even if even if Christianity was a farce, which I definitely believe it's not. Um, make sure that gets Thank really clear. Thank you for clear. the clarification, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> but even if it was not, even if it wasn't true, living living with faith is a healthier place to be than living without it. Uh, that's that. At least the research seems to indicate that. Yeah. yeah. But then I, I really liked your sports analogy, and I know you're. I mean, you're almost apologetic. Like I know. Was it the Green Bay Packers? It no, was, no, it was the worst. Cubs. It was the Chicago Cubs. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so, it's some, one of those teams. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the day is near. Is what you referenced. You know, mm, like for right. uh, like uh, spiritually and re- or if you want to say religiously. Uh, as believers, we've heard the soon return, second coming is near, and yet you know, hey, here we all are. You know, mathematically, our parents and even for some, our grandparents thought it was near mm-hmm. if they were believers. You know, and and it, it it was the perfect analogy because essentially, how long has it been? Well, there's always next year, yeah. right? Wasn't that the right. battle cry after you know every the, every 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 season that yeah, ended? What's in, it going to be now? <laughs> without the prize, and it seems like sometimes that that's what we're up against. Is can you even foresee? Just looking at that sports analogy, could could people even foresee? You know, the, Ryan Sandberg, the the line drive down, you know, for, went between his legs first. I mean, can you ever, yeah. after those kinds of seasons and the just the bitter disappointments, go, yeah, sure, I can see the Cubs winning a World Series sometime, maybe when my grandkids or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it's not hard to really just kind of see where those of us that have been this or at least have had this, maybe not always practicing, but we've had this this theology that we've grown up with. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's Well, it's interesting time. too. I think – from an expectation standpoint, I, I think as the as we gain years, I've always wondered how this, you know a senior citizen is looking at kind of things. But and as I move towards senior years, <laughs> you know, to recognize that expectation, I fully expect Jesus to come for me within the next forty years. Sure, <laughs> I don't think I'll make hundred <laughs> <laughs> you know? and one. And to recognize that that is there's a brevity to life period you know when yeah. i'm sitting holding talking to mr Wynn years ago and he's holding his 70 year old daughter you know she's right there beside him i said you know i said how long was it ago since she had her on your knees oh that was just yesterday yeah and so our, what how our expectations can get wrapped up in you know when's it going to be how's it going to be what are all the final the signs final, of the last advent what are the signs? and who, you yeah. know we got we got to be ready and all this kind of thing where when we can rest in christ know we're ready our salvation sure in him and and then recognize that our whole life here is just a snapshot uh, and a prelude to eternity. Yeah, I, I was I was actually as I was looking at um, some of the the stories that surrounded the Cubs. Um, <laughs> it, it, it relates to that in terms of there have been people waiting for that for mm. a long time. Sure, I mean they haven't even gotten into the they didn't even get into the World Series since yeah. 1945. And um, and before that, you know, and so what happens is these sur- superstitions start to take place. Like that's the reason why it's not happening. Right. Billy Goat curse. And yeah, they start looking at that. And finally, well, there was a really incredible story, and it's actually made into a documentary now um, uh, about this gentleman Stephen Bartman. Who, oh yeah, who actually they feel like he was part of the the curse cuz you know it was a situation that took place in the stands and the whole crowd rallied as if they wanted to have him lynched basically they yeah. want, they wanted to th- they, there were people throwing things at they matter of fact the documentary talks about chicago 
being it they go to a really dark place there. So did he die this year? That's why we won. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. No, actually, they wanted to forgive him. <laughs> I heard there were people that wanted to to pay for him to go, and he declined. Like yeah, they well, actually gotten offers for tickets to go. Really? Yeah, they wanted yeah. him to throw out the pitch. Actually, for the oh, seventh, that's right too. The seventh mm-hmm. game. There's no way he was going to do that um, because he didn't want the publicity. He's a very very humble person. But um, he asked this lady sitting next to her, and he mm-hmm. said. Did I do any? Did I do something wrong? When well, no, the whole place is yelling and screaming against kill him. him. Yeah. yeah. So, and I looked at that. and I thought, wow, that is so very close to how we look at. You know, we we all of a sudden now want to say the reason why Christ hasn't come yet is because the church, you guys in the church, and we start blaming people mm-hmm. for uh, why Christ hasn't come yet, and so we start looking beyond ourselves to say it's not my fault. Right, but it must be you know because we that's happening. Scapegoat. We look for a scapegoat. Yeah, because yeah. our expectations have not been met, and we don't want to blame ourselves for that. And right, we can't, it couldn't just be God's timing. No, no, right, no. <laughs> Stop with that. Well, my favorite part of the message, and again, this was—I mean, you kind of know it if you've heard the story, and you know, a lot of us have heard this story a lot. Um, but I like the story of inclusion. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the lowly shepherds, we've got the stately wise men, we've got the prepared, the unprepared, the surprised, the uh, you know that whole that whole mixture of people. And I never thought it about it exactly that way before. Uh, even though you know, it really, even in his birth, Jesus was all about inclusion. And I read a, a, a quote this week from Andy Stanley. A friend of mine posted it on their uh, Facebook wall, I believe said, people who were nothing like Jesus liked Jesus, and he liked them back. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's a pretty good reminder that um, all those things that we just talked about, I mean, with Stephen Bartman and, you know, you're, you're kind of the hated person or you're the lowly person, you're the outcast. We don't want to blame ourselves, but it's got to be somebody's fault. Yeah. So maybe we cut ourselves a little bit of slack and realize that, you know what, Jesus has you know, already done all that right. and that we're all part of this. But that was I, – I just thought that was a, a unique uh, quote. It kind of tied it all together Yeah, for me. Peter in, in the very the third chapter of Second Peter, he, he actually mentions that. I didn't read that. Um, but, you know, the very beginning he says God's timing is not ours and God, the reason his, you know, a thousand years is a day and a day is like a thousand <laughs> years and so forth. But if you go down further, Peter says the reason why he is – you know, he was – he is – and he didn't say delay, but the reason why he's waiting is for you. In other words, he's making this a very inclusive you. He's saying doesn't that want anybody to perish. Yeah, he doesn't want anyone, and and we're great at making ourselves very pretty, pretty elite in the fact that oh, I'm a I'm a follower of Christ, and you're yeah. not. And Christ is saying no. This is for all. That you is a very inclusive you, and. Um, so I, I don't – and that's one of the things as I looked at it, I thought, wow, this is very much a part of how we anticipate and how we're patient as we, as we do this uh, waiting game, I guess. Well, the other thing that struck me was that um, everyone that was involved with this story, they were all about spreading the news, realizing who they were spreading the news about and realizing that him to be God. And they did it with joy and thanks. They did it smart. They planned. They didn't go back to Herod. They, they followed their spiritual the, – the, the, the obvious leadings of the Holy Spirit. And I'm wondering, do the naysayers, 
that you talked about. I mean, do they do they see the same in those of us as we, pro, you know, we're here proclaiming mm-hmm. the second coming, not the first. Yeah. And, you know, are we are we even close to bringing that the same news at this time of year when, you know, the season makes it easier? It's like, hey, we're celebrating the birth of Christ. Even those that are maybe anti even know mm-hmm. what the season is and what it's about. So how far off are we during the rest of the year? If we don't get it right at this time of year, how far <laughs> off are we for the other 11 months yeah. uh, out of the year? And I believe that starts with, Jeff, I think you, I think it was three points that you'd made that were all excellent. I would uh, encourage you to go back and check out that message. Um, but the second point was choose to increase your level of concern for others. Mm. And I was, that just struck me, you know, that is there any better story and celebration of, what to, you know, that making that decision and choose greater concern if we're really Christ followers, is there anything else that we can really do um, as individuals and as a church community to do anything any better than that? It matches, yeah. certainly matches what Jesus said that he came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I mean, that's, and you know, now as, as I was sent in the world, I send you into the world. So yeah. it's really to go out there and serve people, which means meet, worship, serve. This oh, yeah. look at you, man! I said, man, I threw that fastball right over the plate, and he Very knocked good. it out of the park. So, yeah, this week, uh, December third, um, is meet, worship, meet, serve, meet, worship, serve, and so. Um, if you haven't signed up, is there, are there anything? You can come on. You still go online. You can still, yeah. yeah hospitalchurch.org, you can still find uh, some places but to be. But if you're planning on coming to services here, there are no, there is no there's first no service. service. There's no classes. So it's, uh, so it's just serving in the morning, and then at noon, we'll have a regular service. At noon at the regular service. So do keep that in mind. So as we wrap everything up, we're running out of time quickly. We're really left to decide what kind of people we want to be. Are we going to make this season a season of joy and celebration of the plan of salvation for the world? a time to refocus, maybe to double down and even proclaim the good news louder, brighter, more meaningful than ever? Or will we simply slip into a commercialized coma of presents, parties, and our favorite traditions? All good things, but none at the root of why we celebrate as believers. Once again, we must choose to be disciples because we believe, and by definition of such, we are people who bring hope, we are people who create avenues for God's mercy, and we are people who live out Christ's love to everyone." Quotes from Jeff that really brought the uh, really brought the message around full circle. So this week uh, a little bit out of the normal, but if you'd like to join us here in house, it's going to be at noon only and live online. Hospitalchurch.org. Click the watch live button. And uh, until next week, this is Randy for Andy, Jeff, and Tom, and we'll see you next week for episode twenty-eight. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>